You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Okay, so welcome back to episode 16 of our podcast. So we partnered with a brand called Swanson Health. We have some products here that we're trying from them. We're going to kind of keep you guys updated because we're kind of just getting started with them. Just to kind of give a rundown, some of the products that we have, Pure Weight, which is like a healthy metabolism and and weight management. This is all natural Mm -hmm. premium herbal blends. There's one that's a vision defense on the eye health formula. And then we also have the vital proteins, which I think that might be my favorite. I don't know about you, Sarah, but we'll keep you guys up to date because we're kind of just getting started. Which one's your favorite, you said? The vital proteins, which is the, it's a packet that you kind of just spill into your water bottle. Oh, the collagen. The collagen, yeah. That one, I think that one might be my favorite. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we also have the bowel support too. That one's Mm -hmm. Um, reduces bloating gap. We'll give you guys a rundown, pricing, all of that. They have their website, and, and we'll definitely keep you guys updated on the status because I'm yeah. kind of excited. We kind of just started, so we'll let you guys know. Check them out at swanson.com and use our promo code ENTER20 for 20% off on swanson.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-2-0 for 20% off on swanson.com. So today we're going to be talking about coming into a new job, how to get adjusted, and the best ways that one could be successful in a new job. I just started at a new job, and I read a lot about the 30, 60, 90 timeline and how vital that is in creating a footprint at work. I've been really hungry about creating responsibilities for myself because I really see this as a place that I want to be for a long time. And so we wanted to talk about how we set out to be successful at our jobs, how we set out to excel. I'm curious to hear about how newcomers adjust to the social aspect of work because I personally find that to be the most challenging. Right now, the role that I'm in, I I work from home and definitely Mm -hmm. it's even more of a challenge because... I mean, how do you be, like? How am I not social in an office? And then there's even more of a disadvantage working from home. But then at the same time, I'm fine with it. But then at the same time, I'm insecure about it. So, what do you think about that, Miriam? I think yeah, I th- starting a new job in general is always gonna be like an insecure lane for me because I'm just one of those people that has social anxiety. I don't know, like, what do you call it? Um, like I'm socially awkward. Yeah, I don't know really how how to communicate with people. When I look back on like my experiences on like my last jobs. When I look back on it, it is kind of cringeworthy because although I did make like a few friends and like it was good time, I wasn't very friendly mm-hmm. when I started this job back in October. I think my social anxiety, like all of that awkwardness, it really just picked up right where it left off. And I just kind of walked in. I was like so extremely nervous because I knew what was coming. The things I was nervous about are the things that kind of happened. Like making friends, meeting people like, oh, wow, like you're so beautiful. And then like me, like not exactly saying it back or like you're so pretty too. And they're like, okay, maybe that was too fake. Yeah, just the whole thing in general. Like there's always just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have did that. Maybe I should have said that. I made a friend. I think that she was probably the nicest person in the whole office. Mm-hmm. to me and like she would like walk by my desk and like check up on me like hey how's it going I was just checking on you and one day I was like leaving she was like hey I never heard your name by the way what's your name and like I joked back and I was like I was like oh girl it's, 
it's not a big deal. I don't even know your name. And then she was just like, wait, what? Because she didn't hear me. And I was like, what is, what is your name again? And then she was just like, I don't, I don't even remember her name, but we'll just go with <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, and she was just like, Tiffany? And like, as I was walking out, I was just like, wow, like, you're such a fucking, like, like bitch. Why did I just so, that? like, I think, like, now that I've been home for so long, I always think about if I was to walk in, like, a brand new office, how would it be? I knew it was like, okay, you haven't been in a workspace for so freaking long. How are you going to talk to people? How are you going to, like, make friends? And then, like, it was still awkward, and I still did things that were, like, cringeworthy. So now I'm just like, if I was to walk in a brand new office right now, how would I communicate? I hope that it would be better than the last time, but I guess I just don't know. But I will say that I do see improvement with every job that I have. So, like, I will kind of give myself some type of kudos, even, like, with the girl, like, I think that I could have done worse. I mean, when I started, the training was seven weeks. For seven weeks, we'd have to go into work from 7 a.m. to like 3.30. And I made zero friends. Everybody in the training class, they all made friends. They all had each other's number. They all hung out after work. And one day, one of my coworkers or whatever, she was like, you're so quiet. Like, you've been in this training class for like seven weeks. Like, why you don't talk to the body? Like, why you just sit there in the corner? And I was like, I'm not quiet. I'm just low-key. And, like, I just, like, went right back to my workspace. And when I look at that, I was just like, wow, you didn't... Like, I literally did not even try. I didn't even joke. Like, I literally just responded right to her question. And I just went right back to my workspace and kept doing what I was doing. So... I will give myself some type of kudos as far as some type of improvement. It's not Mm -hmm. perfect, but it's getting better. What about you? Yeah, I feel like I always have those awkward moments, but I always turn to how other people are. In my job before this job, I was like the first one to be hired on my team. And then it had to be like four or five people that rotated throughout our team. And so I, I had an opportunity to meet new people throughout the course of my time there and kind of observe how they were. And that gave me a little bit more confidence because it just kind of, like I took the pressure off of myself, observing how nervous they were and how they interacted with me. And I sensed their own insecurity interacting with me. And it's like, what do you have to be insecure about? Like I'm insecure. And so it, that kind of helped a little bit too. And also what you said about people saying things, you know, making commentary about your personality. I found to interpret that as sometimes it's just kind of rude to like tell somebody about themselves, even if it's something that's like small and it's just like a comment. I think that mainly what I'm thinking is that the first time someone called me quiet, I was like insecure about it and I felt like small and I felt like something was wrong with me. But then it became to be something that everyone said and so it just mm-hmm. became predictable. So I just really actually find it really lame when someone calls me quiet because it's like, you're just like looking at at the surf at my surface, yeah. at my surface level. Like when anybody makes any observation about myself and they don't even know me and they're just saying it, it's just like, why? Are you, what's the point? Like, what, yeah. why are you saying that? And and yeah, it's like you said. Like it's not that I'm quiet. It's it's probably that I'm just low key, or it's probably just that I'm focused on working. Or it's like, what do you want me to do? Like do a dance yeah. and sing a song, you know? So me being quiet, I can't change that. So. Like, I, I don't know what the expectation is saying that to me. It really just makes me uncomfortable. After hearing it so many times, I've learned to just kind of nod about it and leave it up to the person what they want to do with that. Like, yeah. thank you for letting me know. 
you know, but I personally don't go out of my way and just tell someone, like, you talk too much. Or, yeah, you're too exactly. this, or you're too that. Like, I think that at point? some point, at some point, while you're still able to recognize, okay, maybe I can do this better, maybe I can do better, you also kind of, like, start to own yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, not everything is, like, a problem. You know, I do go out of my way to, like, be friendly when I need to, but I don't apologize for, like, not just being, like, totally bubbly every day I come to work. Sometimes I simply just want to come to work and just do my work and leave. But, yeah. Yeah, like it's like there's some things that you still kind of like recognize like okay maybe I can do this better so yeah I, I think it's a learning process I do strive to be more bubbly because I feel like at the end of the day with how bubbly that I can be I'm never gonna be mm-hmm. a bubbly yeah. person but I also would make a quick comment too about being quiet I had an incident with a subordinate of mine and I felt really bad about it like I don't like dealing with reprimanding people i really wish i didn't have to do it but it it just Mm -hmm. had to be done speaking with my higher ups my lt she's like i expressed that to her i'm like i feel really bad about it like i feel like the dynamic is off now where do we go from here because i think that you're you're very emotionally intelligent and literally that's all she had to say from then on instead of referring to people as sensitive and emotional maybe they're just emotionally intelligent and like that balance makes for a really intuitive person because I do like to see how people's body languages are and how people like how Mm -hmm. people feel and that doesn't mean that it dictates how I do business but I just feel like it's an important part like if I have to write somebody up I'm gonna write them up like it's not gonna affect it but I still care about I still care about it and I feel like that's an important trait to have I hate when I see that flame get stamped on, like, oh, you're too sensitive. Maybe it's not that bad that someone cares about people's emotions yeah. in the workplace. Yeah, I agree so. with that, too. But that's why I like the military, because the responsibilities are very clear-cut. Like, you really set up for mm-hmm. success, and emotions don't play a factor in it at all. I like being in, in the military environment, but then also back to what you said about improvements. I like that I'm in the reserves, because I get to practice being mm-hmm. personable, outside of the military, I learned in the last two years that really all it takes is like a cute story about the weekend. If it's Monday and you're making your rounds and you're saying hi to people, which is also something that I don't like to do, but I force myself to do it every once in a while. Just have like a cute office friendly story on hand. And usually for me, it's always just a story about Ellis or something. So just something like light to make you likable. But I've also had moments where, I think that that my most awkward moments were like the trial and error of trying Mm -hmm. to engage with people through stories. And I might've like told just like a really fucking inappropriate story. And it's just like, why did I just fucking tell that story? Like that was not, or like I thought it was funny, but the response is like, oh. No, yeah, that's something that I I had to like, that's something that I had to, like, re- that took me, I think it took me, like, way longer than it needed to, to, like, fix that with, with the whole, like, telling, like, you know, personal stories and stuff like that. It's weird because, like, I want to be both. Like, I want to be personable, but I also want to be even keel. And I've heard from people that I work with, you're really hard to read, and I really like that. Like, I like mm-hmm. being hard to read. Like, I just want to come to work and do work and care about the people that I work with, too, but not yeah. have to be so extra. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's something that I literally have the desire to master. I know I definitely don't want to, like, overshare it to where I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, uh, you kind of gave your too much away. But I also want to try to, like, show a little bit of my personality. So it's like, how do you balance both when I'm in those moments? Yeah. 
I have those times where it's like when I have the opportunity, I have the opportunity. And then like when it's not there, it's just not there. Yeah, sometimes it's okay for Mm -hmm. it to just not be there. That's another thing too. Like during meetings, I get so insecure about what to say, what not to say. I've heard try to have three things to say in a meeting or like three questions to ask always in a meeting. And then I've heard like it's better to not say anything at all than to sound stupid. Historically, I've been in meetings and I'll, people will say things and I'm like, why did they, why did they, like that was so obvious. Why did they say that? But, some, but maybe it's not obvious. But some, but I just, I feel like I'm, I overthink that. Like I want to avoid saying the most obvious thing that I end up just not saying anything at all. But then I've also learned that that's okay too. I monitor other people too that are in Zoom meetings and they're just on the meeting and they're just listening. And then the meeting ends and they're like, all right, thanks, bye. So I've become more comfortable with that too. Like if I really don't have anything to say, mm-hmm. I want anything yeah. to say. As far as like starting the job goes, so like of course there's like getting through those kinks. I always try to do like a 30, 60, 90 measurement. Uh, after the first like three weeks, then I feel settled in and I just start like performing in the function of the jobs. Well, I've been like researching and like I have this mentor. She referred some books to me and stuff like that. And I read one of them. It gave some good information on what to do in the first 90 days. Pretty obvious stuff. Like, you should look for new responsibilities. You should get to know your team members and make sure you're hitting the ground running. But, like, what specifically does that mean? When I'm looking in training material and I'm asking them if they need a hand, I'm seeing if they'd like to divide and conquer with me. And I'm just trying to create that thing that makes Mm -hmm. me stand out. Yeah, I think that that's, like, very vital. For me, I just noticed that... It really was just confidence. This is going to sound like really pathetic, but I actually cried on my first day because it was the first time that I was going to be seeing like new faces in five years. I was just scared and nervous. Mind you, I left my job and was jobless for like eight months with intention of just going for something bigger and going for something better. So like having to take that step back and go back into that world, it was kind of emotional for me because I knew what I was about to get myself into. But like after I wiped those tears, it was just like confidence. Like that's the only way that's going to get you through. And I truly think that that's Mm. the only thing that got me through. I have like stories and stories to tell of how some of the higher, I don't want to like, I just don't want to give her like a spotlight, but like I somehow failed the test you have to pass through training while there was like niggas there fresh out of high school and they were like passing and they were like bragging in the elevator like, dog, I thought she was going to fail me. Like, that's crazy. I knew for a fact I was going to fail it. But for some reason, I knew I was going to pass because I know she kept giving me the easy question. And for some reason, I out of 20 people in the training group failed the class and like, it wasn't surprising to me because this particular person, she was already kind of giving me, she just didn't like me for whatever reason. That was frustrating me. I already had a hater. Like just walking right into the office, I had a hater and she happened to have been the trainer. I'm what, 25? I'm turning 26. And she was like 23. So she was young and like her being a trainer at this job and like, oh yeah, I was promoted within three months and like it just all of that. Her just having that power, she used her insecurities and then like took her power to the next level and like, Honestly, through all of that, although it was frustrating, it kind of felt good. Kind of felt like I was like that bitch. It was like, whatever you're doing, 
keep doing it because it's working it's like damn you just have no idea what world i came from like how insecure i used to be back then like what it took me to get here so like it felt even better just knowing that because it was like i wasn't just born this way like i had to really like gain this confidence that the confidence along with being punctual and just being like good as hell at the job because you can't just be confident and then be shitty at the job as well so being confident and over exceeding at the job on top of that you just can't go wrong with that I, yeah I agree that's like your total value it's what you bring to the table all of us we've had to build up our self esteem and so it's harder for someone mm. to take it away because we grew up for the most part not having it to not be uplifted it just like comes out of thin air for us and it didn't happen overnight it was just little moments that was like I don't have to put up with that and I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that until one day you just wake up and you realize that yeah. you came a long way Even, and so yeah, yeah and then it's especially especially with the experience like yeah no one can take your experience away either if someone wants to doubt that you know you could just take it somewhere else somewhere where it will be valued i've had poor bosses too it just sucks i don't want to give the boss that i had any light mm -hmm. either so i'll just say that my current boss i know she wants to set me up for success she believes in me she gave me an opportunity where i needed it most and so i'm forever grateful for that but then at the same time, like, I don't know, do you ever feel like when people compliment you? It's it's weird because it's like, like, do you ever feel uncomfortable? Like, I feel uncomfortable when people compliment me. And so it's like, I want to be uplifted, but I just can't. Like, it's just wired in me to cringe and people are like wow good job that was yeah such a nice i mean job i feel i do feel i guess i used to feel well no i think it's naturally uncomfortable feeling when people compliment you but on the other hand it's like well i'm not gonna stop being like you know like a baddie or like, you know what i mean like i'm not gonna stop if that's what comes with it that's just what comes with it i guess yeah i wouldn't either i guess i wonder how to take compliments then like you said earlier when people call me pretty like i don't know if i should call them pretty bad yeah i, I don't know i was just in public two weeks ago and this girl was like, oh my gosh, like, I love your dress, you're so pretty, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, thank you. And I walked away, I was just like, damn. Like, she literally screamed it throughout the whole Publix. And she was like a whole group of friends. I was like, damn, you could have, like, said something back to her. But then I literally spoke to myself and I took it back. I was just like, what? No. I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting her to compliment me. What, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to sit here and, like, pound myself every time somebody gives me a compliment. Like, she said what she said and I didn't have anything to say back. I said, thank you. I'll never forget this. I literally complimented this girl in high school. And I was like, wow, you look so pretty today like your outfit is so pretty and she literally was just like <laughs> and did not say thank you and i never forget i literally saw her at the dmv like two years ago till this day if she walked by i wouldn't even acknowledge i would act like i had no idea who she was because i never forgot that like she didn't have the decency to at least say thank she literally just smiled and so like went back to your point you. i was just like that was like the root like that was like the rudest thing ever yeah, and then you like never literally anybody like again. i would I, I, I would still comment people but just her specifically she was just like forever whack in my book for that but i also wanted to add about workplace thing when it came to like the girl that i'm talking about the girl who, like pretty much bullied me if this was years ago and i was starting a new job i know for a fact that i would have took the bullying i would have crawled into this hole but it's just so funny how when she did that when i was going home that day i was just like you know exactly what this girl did and how should you handle this i knew for a fact that i was going to handle it i was just figuring out how if this was a few years ago then like, it probably would have been like a feeling like deep deep down and i would have done anything about 
about it because my head it just would have been overpowered by money oh I need this job and I need the money I need this job and I need the money I just really loved myself for even understanding what she did and even understanding that like you're going to handle this but how are you going to handle this how do you want to do this are you going to talk to this person are you going to talk to that person in the end I decided I'm going to talk to her directly I'm going to ask her to come into a room I'm not going to tell her boss I'm going to tell manager I'm not going to I'm not going to do any of that I'm going to look her dead in her eye and I'm going to tell her that I know exactly what she did and that's exactly what I did I asked to speak with her and I told her I don't know what kind of games you were playing there but I feel like you purposely failed me with the job you had you only had two tries to take the test so like I knew I was going to pass I looked her dead in her eyes and I told her exactly what I felt like she did and how it was feeling from beginning to end and then I let her respond and she was stuttering and oh no okay okay wait okay yeah okay wait hold on hold on just to say she was scared like she was scared as fuck because she knew what she did and she wasn't expecting that and of course I passed the test when I took it the second time but like it's all about growth whenever you start a new place it's always going to be that thing like that's where nervousness comes from I don't think anybody just goes into a new job and they're just like oh wow like yeah workplace politics like I hate having to be the person that screenshots emails or that saves emails or that starts getting into build a case mode and just going back to the military like this isn't like an endorsement for the military or anything but I said earlier that the military sets you up for success I'll say that the military sets you up for success even if it's eventually because it is really hard to fail in that you can't just get fired in a day and that happens in the exactly. civilian sector. It's like a relief because the last time I had a really good boss was when I was living in Delaware and he just like couldn't be topped. We went to church with his family together. I prayed with his wife. He was just like such a nice guy. And then a little while after, literally like from horrible bosses, horrible boss. And so now my boss, she's really sweet. She's really nice. It really sucks to have to say, I'm so glad that I have a good boss because that should be the expectation. This is directly related to your success. What's nerve wracking for me is that my last experience was that, and it wasn't just me. So again, like I said, we had so many people rotate throughout our team. Every single one of them, he set out to do something to them. Even if it was like an email, like he was just like a tattletale, or he would just do little things and he would swear and shout at people during meetings. Like it was like, I don't want to say traumatizing because I really feel like the whole time I was just looking at him like this weak person that did not know how to handle his emotions. But it wasn't a good experience. And like, I'm glad that my current boss, she wants me to be successful, but I also want to make sure that I'm playing my part too. Um, like I asked someone else what their 30, 60, 90 plan was and their response was that for the first 30 days it's just about meeting people and computer-based training and I'm like that's just not good enough to me I can't spend the first 30 days the first whole month just doing training by the first week I was like okay what can you give me what work can I actually be doing right now then they said by 60 days then it should be about learning the job and then by the 90 days, you should just be settled in and working full swing. So I give myself kind of like a different timeline. I'm trying to put more pressure on myself. Like, that's not good enough. Like, yeah. what more can I do? I want to be the type of person that receives awards and things like that. I never really cared about that before. But the older I get, the more I'm like, I have to have something to show for the work. Yeah, like I'm even sitting in front of my computer right now and I'm looking through the cloud and I'm looking through spreadsheets and I'm like, what can I edit? I've become like a really big freak about organizing. It sounds like pretentious, but I love like improving spreadsheets. There was like a vendor list 
it was a little haphazard. And then a couple of days later, someone sent me an email and they're like, oh, this is the new vendor list. And it was so thorough, so organized. And I'm like, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes by doing anything like that. But seeing now that this person did that, I'm like, yeah, what can I do now? So we were wondering, what are you guys' routines for your first day of work? Or do you have a 30, 60, 90 rule? I didn't. Let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram. My Instagram is mir.estimate. That's M-I-R dot E-S-T-I-M-E. Sarah's? Oh, I'm not on Instagram. I actually took mine down. <laughs> oh, sorry. Forgot. Or hit us up on our Internal Conflicts podcast. Or hit us up on our um, on our main page. Yeah, Internal Conflicts podcast. Let us know. We would love to hear your feedback. Yeah. All right. I'm just gonna stop it now. <laughs>